This is a Boathouse Studios podcast. To support this podcast and other podcasts like it, visit patreon.com slash Boathouse Studios. That's Boathouse Studios, B-O-A-T-H-A-U-S Studios. House spelt the German way. Well, you see, Birch, I'm presently incarcerated. Convicted of a crime I didn't even commit. Ha! Attempted murder. Now, honestly, what is that? Do they give a Nobel Prize for attempted chemistry? Do they? Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. I'm interested that you picked that particular quote. <laughs> Why is that? Uh, just because there's so many great ones in this. It's true. And I'm not saying that one's not a great one, <laughs> but I, I think I would be interested in any. You're just saying you could have done better? Is no, that, no, no, really no. What not, you're trying not, to tell me? Not, not at all. I, I'm, I'm not saying that I could have done better. I'm saying I would have. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Um, <laughs> like, undoubtedly. Uh, yeah. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. My name is Greg. My name is Alan. And uh, today we are talking about one of uh, my favorite episodes, uh, Sideshow Bob Roberts. Um, yeah. <laughs> How did you, you get distracted by a puppy? I did get distracted by a puppy. <laughs> yeah, here in Boathouse Studios, and uh, we got a special guest in Boathouse Studios, uh, sure good old do. Jackson, Yeah, my little puppy. I yeah. couldn't leave him home today, so I took him with me. Yeah, Jackson's hanging out today. And he's uh, he's mostly just wandering. I, I have him leashed to me, but he's... He's like, what is this place? What's going on here? Too bad you won't find out because we have people allergic to dogs who live here. <laughs> That's right. So you can't go anywhere. Shedding everywhere yeah. like you do at my house. That's right. Can't go anywhere. I'm going to have to vacuum this area <laughs> when you're done. This is now a quarantine. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. So, yeah, we are talking about Sideshow Bob Roberts. Um, before we get to that, though, how have you been? Uh, uh, you know, good. We've been doing this uh, Halloween show. For the past couple of weeks, it was yeah. uh, it was great. Uh, watched The Shining last night nice. on Halloween, in honor of Halloween, in honor of Halloween, and in uh, and it's just it's a great movie. Like yeah, holy crap, that movie's great. Like uh, every year I watch it, and every year I forget just how great it is, mm-hmm. and like how how fun it is to watch it in different ways. <laughs> Uh, and we watched it in a brand new way last night. And then uh, I think in order to do this properly, I need to introduce our guest because um, <laughs> I watched it with uh, with our with our guest today, Grayson Ogle, ladies and gentlemen. Hello. Um, you haven't been on the podcast in over a year. Over a year now, yeah. You it's were. Probably, I can't believe that was over a year ago. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Was it really? Yeah, it like seems more recent to me. September last year. Wow. I think. Yeah. Crazy. It's... So it was for season five. Uh, no, I think it was four. <laughs> I think it was oh, Marge wow. on the Lamb. Yeah, Marge on the Lamb. Okay, was yeah, yeah, okay. That makes yeah. sense then. Yeah. Um, so I think you, you've only ever done the, the format where we've done like two episodes at a time. Uh, I th- believe we only watched the one episode. Oh, really? Okay. Is Marge yeah. on the Lamb in season five? It's starting mm, to run together for me. This is no, not I good. I think that's season four. Right. I think we're getting older, Greg. Oh God! <laughs> oh God! Oh, no. God. But anyway, we watched um, <laughs> we watched The Shining last night, and uh, I thought it would be fun to point out uh, a way to watch it, which is um, focus almost exclusively on Jack Nicholson's performance, and um, imagine like imagine you're there on set and put yourself in the shoes of of Jack Nicholson or anybody who's in the movie, really, um, but in particular Jack. Um, because it's like Stanley Kubrick is just off 
off screen just taunting him <laughs> the whole time, mm-hmm. being like, nope, not that wasn't it. I don't know. I don't do know. Do it again. Yeah, do it again. I don't know what you should do differently, but that wasn't it. And that's, that is... You figure it out. Yeah, that oh. is every single shot of that movie. I'm sorry, Jack. I thought you were professional. Yeah, I'm sorry. You, um... Aren't you, no, didn't you... Did you win an Oscar? Win an Oscar? Because yeah. like, I didn't see it in that one. Yeah. <laughs> and you could just see, you could see it in Jack Nicholson's eyes. Like, the whole movie, he's just so annoyed with everything. Like, he's just grating his teeth and just so, just like biting sarcasm that... Mm. See, Wendy? It's okay. He saw it on the television. <laughs> and that's how he delivers that line. Like, it's crazy. I love when he's eating his breakfast in bed that she brings him. Yeah. <laughs> he's just so, mmm, this yeah. is delicious. But you know that Jack had, had eaten that breakfast like a hundred times at that point. <laughs> so he, he was, like, he wasn't doing that for her. He was doing that for Stanley. Yeah. So, so funny. Anyway. That's it's, great. It's like a terrifying performance, but it's also a really funny one too. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's yeah. like he's funny. Like it's the it's one of the only because at the when it boils down to it, the movie becomes a slasher movie, right? Yeah. And it's it's like really one of the only slasher movies where you're like, I kind of get this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're you're an asshole, but you're like. Uh, if someone off screen was taunting me, making me do this 50 times to 100 times in a row, I would go nuts, too. Yeah. Well, and Jack Torrance is like Sideshow Bob, bringing this back to The Simpsons. Yeah, I do mean, it. <laughs> it's the idea. I, I think Sideshow Bob represents that, uh, that sort of bitterness that can happen in everybody. And we, 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 can, all, we can all become something like Sideshow Bob. Driven to madness. Driven to madness, uh, just... By f- feeling slighted by other people in our lives, well, we, we, we can become these monsters that we kind of mock, you know? And I, I, I think that's why I actually really like the character Sideshow Bob. Not just because uh, Kelsey Grammer is hilarious, but because I, I think I see that in myself sometimes, you know? It's like, wow, I... Sometimes I do feel not not like I don't think about murdering people, but I just uh, mean, all right. Well, good like, because well, I my 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 thumb was on nine one one. So fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> uh, I should uh, be more specific. There 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 are t- times in my life where I I feel like I'm alone and everyone's out against me, and uh, that's I think that's what Sideshow Bob kind of represents in everybody. You know, is this another episode of Doctor Lowenstein's Couch? Yeah, it is now, I guess. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't even know. Welcome. Tell, tell, tell me how that makes you feel, Grayson. Uh, her it name makes is, me feel... Her name, is her name is Zweig. Damn it. Sorry, Dr. Zweig's couch. Yeah. Uh, it makes me feel less alone, hmm. I think. Knowing that there's others who feel the same as you. Well, yeah, and also... The even if they're fictional characters. <laughs> well, but the, yeah. the fact that the, the Simpsons... Like, looking at the Simpsons through the lens of an adult, as an adult now, it, it's really refreshing to see, like, that, that there are these just universal things with people in general, you know? Uh, the, the Simpsons just represents what it's like being an adult in a very immature world, you know? Mm. That is um, that is very eloquent. Well put. Thank you. I like that. I like that, I like that sentiment quite a bit, actually, for real. Um, and I do want to point out as well, just <coughs> because you were talking about The Shining, our next episode is going to be 
Trios mm. of Horror Five, which has the shinning. Yeah. So yeah. really? So yeah. you know, Can I just watch it with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we're having horror expert Ryan Reese over tomorrow. Oh, horror yeah. expert yeah, Ryan. That's Reese. right. Yeah. Wow. Um, at about the same time. So yeah, you're welcome to. Well, I. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I just might do that. Yeah, if you're around, Come you're on, more than give welcome. Me the bat. Give me the bat. Give me the bat. Bat, 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 bat. Yeah. Those eyebrows, man. So, this episode, however, uh, it's called Sideshow Bob Roberts. Yep. Uh, this episode is the, uh, is the fifth episode of the sixth season and originally aired October 9th, 1994. This was written by Bill Oaksley. Oaks- Oaks- Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein, and uh, directed by Mark Kirkland. And it's got quite a few guest stars, too. It does. It does. Which we can get to as we get to them. Yeah. But, of course, most notably, the return of Kelsey Grammer as Mr. Sideshow, Robert Underdunk Terwilliger. And his uh, fourth <laughs> appearance? This is the fourth, yeah. Yeah. So Krusty wow. gets busted, uh, Black Widower, Cape Fear. And now this. Yeah. And uh, it's interesting to me that um, that in uh, Lisa's recap of who Sideshow Bob is, she never mentions Cape Fear. I know. She doesn't talk about how... <laughs> remember how he tried to kill all of us on all a houseboat? Of us, all of us on a houseboat, and Bart outsmarted him by singing the entire score of the H.M.S. Yeah. Pinafore? <laughs> I think it's because uh, Homer realizes who he is when she, when she tells him yeah, about the... Yeah, that's right. Oh, Sideshow Bob. Sideshow Bob. <laughs> uh, one of and it's still in that realm of... The, the writers, uh, I wouldn't say not trusting their audience, but just kind of assuming the audience might want a little recap on who this character is. Because they do this pretty regularly every time he makes an appearance until, like, I'd say the later seasons, like 9 or 10. Whenever he appears in, like... What's that one where he tries to, like, hypnotize Bart to kill Krusty or something? Oh, that's the one after... Um, the After the... Oh, God. Brother from the same planet. Yeah. No, it's Brother from another series. Right, it? sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brother from the same planet is the... Is Tom. And is Tom, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah they, they start doing... Yeah, the, that, one's, that one's right after the Brother from another series episode, which is, should have been the last yes. Sideshow Bob. That was the, the appropriate way to end that character. Yeah. But he comes back. Again, again and again and, and again, again and again and again. Uh. <laughs> there are now more horrible episodes. With Sideshow Bob than there are great ones. Aww. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hello, Bob. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, children. Hello, Bob. Hello, children. <laughs> Hello, Bob. <laughs> uh, this, this episode, um, I think it's interesting that we, uh, we run into this episode now. In this current political climate, in our yeah. current in our current political climate, it's uh, prophetic. <laughs> well, maybe the the case of the guy, the the radio show guy, yeah, Birchibald T. Barlow. This mm-hmm. was made before Alex Jones was a thing, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, he's I think kind of a Rush, Rush Limbaugh. Yeah, Rush oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay, a predecessor okay. to Alex Jones. Yeah. Uh, wow, just I'm blown away. It's just kind of a, in my mind. Uh, watching that political stuff, I was just thinking, some things just don't change, or maybe just things are more apparent now than they were back then. I don't. I know. I think they are because more people are talking about it. More, yeah. It's it's been it's less of a uh, taboo subject now mm-hmm. to let your political opinions be known. Which, for better or worse, that's the way we live 
No, I think we worse, could. Yeah. I think we could use a lot less of it. I I agree. <laughs> um, because it just gives most people a headache. Well, um, I think there's a lot of ill ill informed opinions out there. Exactly. Um, yeah. and I'm and that's me saying I'm not informed. I'm not well enough informed to make to to make an opinion that really is. So just like have your opinions, but maybe don't don't bring it up all the time. Yeah, <laughs> can we just talk about you know the dog here? Yeah, <laughs> and how cute this Jackson. dog is. Oh, he's so cute. Uh, <laughs> which is interesting because The Simpsons doesn't usually venture into political, um, like direct political commentary. Um, it was a safer time back then. It, it, yeah, it was. It was the '90s, and everything was fine. <laughs> it's funny we have rosy that's, memories of, my, of the no, 90s. No, that's that's now. how I that's how I that's how I feel that people look at the 90s, right? Yeah. Cuz it wasn't, right? Well, that's how people looked at the 80s 10 yeah. years ago, too, right? Yeah. And and like it was the 90s and everything was awesome. It wasn't, right? No. It, we just didn't like a lot of people just weren't saying things, right? Well, we were all children, too. Yeah. And we were children, <laughs> so everything was awesome. Yeah. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. Yeah, it's true. And that's that's what I think is interesting about this episode is that it, uh, like you said, it is it does feel prophetic, but at the same time, it's like this is the way it's been for a long time. Yeah, mm-hmm. and will continue to be for a long time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, you know, you know, like like this two party system where you know things bad things to say about both sides and. And people realize it, like the joke that he makes at the end about the, you know, like you need me, Springfield. You need a Republican who, like, like secretly you want a Republican lower to taxes, lower taxes, brutalize criminals, yeah. and rule you like a king. <laughs> and, but how, I think there's some truth to that. I, I yeah, that's I what agree I mean. With yeah, you, you know, that's, I, and I, I think really do. And I think that's the way a lot of people feel, and have always felt. But it's just because they've cre- like I said, created this two party system. It's like you have to choose one. Well, yeah, and it, it's funny because... What, I, for what, one, I'm going to vote for a third party. <laughs> Go ahead. Throw your vote away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's uh, <laughs> a few few years from now, but yeah. that's uh, another uh, political uh, episode. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, it's funny how in the States they just have... You know, the, it's like the, the, the right-wing party and the left-wing party. The right-wing party... Uh, it oh, doesn't wants to lower taxes. The left wing party cares about everybody, you know, <laughs> and it, it's just so black and white. Mm-hmm. But because that's what people need, arguably, I guess. Uh, not that I say I agree with it, but that's you know, you look at a lot of systems and a lot of things in place, and it's it's always binaries. It's always one or the other. Yeah, there's very few like. Um, you know, even with the idea of uh, sexuality, where it's like you're either heterosexual or homosexual. Like, mm-hmm. That's what people are comfortable with, like those two options. And as soon as like you start getting into the spectrum, people are like, whoa, 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 make a choice. And it's like, no, <laughs> <laughs> let me live my life the way I want to live it. Well, and it's, yeah, it's just I don't know. It's it's I, I see that in a lot of different systems in our in our kind of culture. And it's it's fascinating. It's not that way in this country that we live in. Yeah, it's kind of basically is. that way. But if you say I'm going to vote for NDP, mm-hmm. it's not as big of a joke as it was a few years ago. True, but you still see a lot of people who are like it is you very know, binary. Yes. The conservative parties need to merge to create one super conservative party, yeah. so that we have a essentially a Republican party. It's so and people are like, oh, the liberals and the NDPs need to merge, so we have one. Democratic Party, you so know, that like we're more people like the want that to happen. Yeah. yeah, 
It's not a good idea. No, it's a terrible well, idea. Well, and I, I think all this is we naturally think that way. We naturally need to categorize things. Yep. And once we put things in a little box, that's where they're supposed to stay. Uh, and it takes a lot of work for us to not think that way, right? Yeah. But uh, again, like that takes a lot of work, and people, for the most part, are pretty lazy. So yep. I don't know. You know. <laughs> I don't know. No, <laughs> that's the thing. Nobody does, right? And um, my one of one of my favorite things about about The Simpsons is it's an equal opportunity um, subverter because as as They'll much make jokes as, about yeah, about as much anything. as they as much as they make fun of the Republican Party in this episode, which is a lot, it is really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, they. Uh, Quimby is a representative of their of the Democratic Party, and they take shots. And uh, he's <laughs> illiterate. Uh, <laughs> he's not water- anymore. He's he's watering a pot plant. He is yep. a known womanizer. Uh-huh. Right. Um, he he has illegitimate children all over town, and he doesn't know what children are. He doesn't know what children <laughs> are. Get these things <laughs> off me. Yeah. Uh, he is a convicted felon. Yep. Uh, as they. But this time he is quote unquote the lesser of two evils. I don't know if I even buy it. <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't know. Like, <laughs> like it's not the mayor's fault that the stadium collapsed. <laughs> I bet it is. Some, yeah, that that's uh, that's that image of him just kind of yeah, shrugging just, with it. I collapsing. don't know what happened, guys. It's a little <laughs> suspicious to yeah. me. And it's like we wouldn't have our gallows or a mid-sized roller rink. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have the tire yard, which is the Springfield Tire Fire, uh-huh. which has been on fire since the town's founding, I guess. For yep. 30 years now. Well, as long as Quimby's been in office, which is six terms, so 24 <laughs> years. Wow. Do mayoral uh, candidates have four-year terms as well? Yeah, I think so. It's know, either it's, th- it's that or more. Huh. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so... 24 years he's been the mayor. <laughs> Six terms. Well, Bart so Simpson's long. been a 10 year old boy for 24 years or however Almost long. 30 now. 30, 30 years, yeah. 30 yeah. years. 30 years. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Um, what, so, what year is this? Is this uh, episode? What are we saying? 94. 94. 94. Yeah, 94. I didn't realize it was that old. Yep. Uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, I'm really, I'm really happy that you guys included me on this uh, Sideshow Bob episode <laughs> because uh, just recently I sat down and watched a best of Sideshow Bob reel on YouTube. It was like 15 minutes of just Sideshow yeah. Bob. <laughs> yeah. And ah, Kelsey Grammer is just, that voice, that so voice good. is yeah. just so good. <laughs> yes, that, e- that laugh, no one can laugh as evilly as Ke- Kelsey Grammer. Glamour, Kelsey Glamour. Glamour. <laughs> no, he. It's it's one of the it's 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 one of my favorite sideshow Bob moments. Like it's probably him getting hit in the face by rakes, and then the laugh. Oh, I love it. The laugh in the middle of this episode, <laughs> and look how happy <laughs> he is. <laughs> <laughs> that's and I just love that. That's his victory speech. Yeah, <laughs> just just cackling. <laughs> That's his victories. Like as much as I don't want to tie this too much to the ah, do it. the U.S. election last year. Do it. Everyone's thinking it. It's it's what I could picture happening. 
<laughs> Donald Trump. Donald Trump's victory speech, just laughing like you idiots. <laughs> I did this as a joke. I really? did half expect that to happen. I, I had I part of me thought it was gonna he was just gonna say, I'm not actually going to do this. <laughs> I don't want this. Like, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> I tried everything to free not to vote for me. I leaked that access Hollywood tape. <laughs> I called all Mexicans rapists every single but you on day one and you voted for me anyway. What wow. Kevin Spacey is out of a job, but I'm not? What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Netflix had the common had the common sense to stop production on with the season, fictional president. On season six of the fictional president. Okay, what? Yeah, I know that Are the, you in the dark for, for all this? There, I know there's a Kevin Spacey controversy, but I didn't know they stopped. House of Cards because of that? Yeah, it yeah. Was, what? It was they were going they they said that it was in um that it was in that season six would be the last one. Right. Okay. When when this controversy broke, they said that season six would be the last one. And then like a day later they were like, no, nah, we're gonna just stop filming it. Yeah. Uh so they suspended production wow. entirely. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. According to deadline.com, which is a pretty reliable source <laughs> for that sort of thing. Just that blows yeah. me away. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, what? Like the the seams are ripping open in Hollywood, man. No kidding. Pe- people are realizing, like, hey, we can come forward with all this shit. It's like, oh, wait the, a minute. The thing that the, <laughs> the, I think like, this is a good thing. Oh, it is. I agree. It's, yeah. It is. It's great. But like, again, like that just makes me be like, Kevin Spacey, you're the worst. Look how many people's jobs he just cost. Uh, well, he didn't just cost the jobs. That was like thirty years ago that he cost them jobs. Yeah, he did. He didn't yeah. just do that, but like I mean, the ramifications of that are costing people jobs now too. He, but to be fair, he, like well, the yeah. you know the the alleg- the first allegation that came out was from thirty years ago. But right. there's been other like inklings and stuff, and it wouldn't surprise me if it's going to be another Weinstein situation where a bunch of people are like, yeah, like just last week he fucking molested me. Like you know what I mean? Okay, like, so is this predominantly like a pedophilia thing? Uh, that's, that's kind of what they're in the, from the, from the allegations, that's kind of where, where it's at. Uh, <sighs> or at least it's young men, not necessarily children. Uh, wow. Anthony Rapp, the one who came forward was 14 years old when. Yeah. Uh, that's the only one I know about. Yeah. Uh, so, but there was other, other people who were just saying like, that was always a thing with him. Like he's always been like that with young men. Well, and then he used he used that opportunity to uh, come out of the closet. I saw that which actually is uh, the worst thing you could do. Like, oh, no, I, I was only molesting that child because I'm gay. Like, Don't equate well. those things. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's not the same thing. It's not the same thing at all. So no, being it's, it's into not. children is not the same thing as nope. being gay. And uh, no. yeah, Billy Eichner uh, on Twitter put it best. He's like, Kevin Spacey finally did what we thought was impossible. Found a bad time to come out. Yep. <laughs> And that was it. So yeah, well, it's funny because I, I didn't know I I didn't know what his uh, sexual preference was until all of this. I yeah, well, it's been it's been by design. He he actually specifically said he he's always kept his private life private because he didn't want anyone to talk about any of that stuff. And there, so there was always like um, people in Hollywood who were like, we're pretty sure he's he's that way, like he's gay, but we we're not going to be like, ah, he, let's get him. Like, they were like, he, he wants his private life, whatever. <laughs> and now it's like, him. well, if you're doing shitty things also. <laughs> well, and now they're lynching him. Yeah. Wow. Everyone is, oh, how the might he have fallen. Yeah. But Who's yeah, I do, th- I do think it's, it's, you know, like you said, it's a good thing and um, obviously a bad thing that this has been happening for so long, but yeah, at I'm least we can move towards something better now. I'm interested Hopefully. to see if it, 
if uh, a powerful woman's going to be destroyed through this kind of thing. Yeah, could be. Uh, maybe. In Hollywood. Yeah. Because I could see it, it, it in a world full of infinite possibilities, that person probably exists. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Uh, right. Who I, I certainly don't. I, but I intend to find out. <laughs> <laughs> Reboot! Reboot! <laughs> so, how about The Simpsons? <laughs> um, Let's talk about Reboot. <laughs> That's a great show. Favorite character, Matrix or Bob? Or oh, Hexadecimal. <laughs> Hexadecimal. Hexadecimal. Yeah. Megabyte. Megabyte. Yeah. Tony the J. S- the Sideshow Bob. Of, That's right. Uh, With a very sultry voice also. Very sultry voice. But Tony J, rest in peace. Oh, R.E.P. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, that's very sad. It was a while ago. Oh, that kind of he was like a, with a... He was also Frollo in um, Hunchback of oh, Notre Dame. Oh, he totally was. He's uh, got a great voice. It's, boy, like, it's like a growl. It's a very villainous voice. So he, yeah, if I met him in person, I'd be like, don't hurt me. Either you He's die a, a hero or you live long enough <laughs> to see yourself become a villain. He, was, say a, that he was the vacuum cleaner in, uh, in the um, Brave Little Toaster. Of course. He was Tony the Tiger for a long time. What? Of course he was Tony the Tiger. Yeah. Speaking of great voice acting. Sideshow Bob. Sideshow Bob. I mean, Bob. Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, Kelsey Grammer. So this Grammer. happened last time I did this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we talked about Reboot? Or? We, just, we just didn't talk we about just, the episode. We just jumped time. That's pretty right normal for rails. our show. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, Good. We'll get back to it eventually. Yeah, it's a very free it's a little form. segment we like to call back on track. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very free oh, form a conversation. I yeah. think it's best when it happens. There's just so many things jumbling around in our brains that sometimes we just... Need to talk about other things. Yeah. I'm, I'm coming with to terms with the fact that I am ADD. I'm <laughs> definitely ADD. There you go. Um, I think it's actually a lot more severe than I initially thought. It's something I'm realizing these days. Did you days. hear? Did you hear? So Grayson uh, is ADD. Don't tell Paul Revere. Don't tell Paul Revere. <laughs> Too late. All right, we don't have the rights to that. <laughs> Oh, that's a good show, too. Okay. Clone High. That is a great okay. show. We should start a Clone High podcast. Oh, boy. In the last 13 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> Cut down in his prime. Yeah. So, essentially, uh, this episode... This is the is, mayoral campaign. It's the mayoral campaign. But, first of all, it's Bob getting released from prison due to Birch Barlow, who we mentioned before, the Rush Limbaugh-esque uh, personality. Mm-hmm. Essentially, is like ah, like I'm sick of this happening to good, upstanding citizens. Clearly, not knowing anything about Sideshow Bob, because uh, as you heard in the quote I used at the very beginning, that's pretty much all he knows is what he said on the phone. I'm incarcerated for a crime I didn't commit: attempted murder. What even is that? <laughs> He's like ah, let's what get him out of there. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> so they uh, they release him, and uh, and then Birch Barlow kind of teams up with him to. Uh, to take down Quimby and get a Republican as the mayor of Springfield. And I don't know about you guys, but the kind of mystery in the third act of how he won the election never occurred to me because it seems like the episode really makes it seem like he is going to win by legitimate means. Yeah, because yeah. like yeah. Krusty votes for him. Homer votes Homer for him. Votes for him. <laughs> like... And just like the the debate, right, where it's clear that Bob is winning the crowd over, and yeah. and Quimby has got devil horns and fake so, fire. Yeah, like <laughs> what? Why did they? He probably would have won, but so it, is that what it is? Is this sideshow? Bob had no faith in the people, so even though they did vote him in, he he illegitimately illegitimately won by 
by cheating? Is that what they're trying to say? I think that's, yeah, yeah. I think that's part of it. I think, I, I actually don't know if the episode is trying, like if the writers are trying to say he would have won legitimately. I think it's possible they were more on the side of they, that he probably would have lost if he didn't do the fraud, but it's never, never clear. Mm-hmm. I think that, though, that the writing in the first and second act is definitely trying to be, make the viewer think that he's going to win and not think that it's by underhanded means. Um, like, sure, Krusty and Homer voted for him, but it's possible those are the only two. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, very it's possible. possible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so it's it's interesting though, but just because I I didn't suspect it at first as a as a fraud thing, and then so when they're like, oh, we gotta like take him down, it's like, why? Well, he, you lost. <laughs> you lost. Springfield. It's the, over. The fact that it was Krusty and Homer, two of two mortal enemies of Sideshow Bob, say, well. I don't like the guy, but you know what? I, I, I like his policies. I'm going to vote for him. <laughs> yeah. Mortal I, Enemy I, is kind of a stretch for uh, for Homer. He didn't even well, remember who Sideshow Bob was at ho- the beginning. Well, he doesn't like, approve of his Bart-killing policy, but barely. he does approve of his Selma-killing policy. Yeah. yeah. So, so, like, it is genuinely a tough decision for him. Right. So. Right. Uh, but it, to me, that, that says the two... Two people whom uh, Sideshow Bob personally slighted mm-hmm. voting for Sideshow Bob. It, it kind of says that maybe a lot of people were, you know? Yeah. Um, obviously, we'll never know <laughs> uh, about, uh, what the writers intended behind this 1994 episode of The Simpsons, but uh, it's fun to speculate. It's, yeah. You don't have to trivialize it. It's a very good piece of art. It is. <laughs> I, I, again, I'm I'm very excited that I was included in this episode because because uh, yeah, to me I this episode Sideshow isn't Bob. just a isn't isn't just like an episode of a cartoon from nineteen from nineteen ninety four. It's a really really great political satire mm-hmm. episode, right? In a in a show that doesn't usually do overt political satire, yeah. right? Um, this one is very very much like this is. This is what's wrong with with politics. There's a there's a two party system, and it's silly. And uh, isn't it crazy that this cadre of elites feels the need that they can feels that they can rule people? Isn't government stupid? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it is. And it, <laughs> it points it out very very well. And also, even the the fact that you know Birch Barlow can essentially get a man released from prison just through talking. Like yeah. that's. Like, like you said, Alex Jones, like that kind of stuff, like He's exists, right? Twice convicted of attempted murder, like, and it's and it's just like, ah, oh, like everybody, listen to me and and be very charismatic and say everything everyone wants to hear, and then like rally everyone to do your bidding. So, what, what, what's that freaking Morty quote? Rick says, uh, "People want people that they like to be right. That's why popular people are." Are popular? Are popular? Or like it's the Vindicators episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. so true. Pe- like people don't most of, for most of the in my experience, just watching people and being a part of it sometimes. Uh, most people don't actually care about facts or or or, or the reality. They just want their guy to be right. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, it's, you, it's confirmation bias as well, right? Where yeah. You know, if someone spews a whole bunch of facts and five of them you agree with and two of them you don't, you're not going to talk about the two that you don't. You're just going to be like, yeah, and then and then they said this and this, and I agree with all those. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, what about this? It's like, uh, whatever. He was just a side, like, uh, he just does this filler. Yeah, like, you know, like you trivialize the, the stuff you don't agree with and you sensationalize the stuff you agree with. Yeah. 
So that yeah. way everyone wins. <laughs> uh, I wish I was uh, not human and better than that. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we all were, is my point. Yeah, I wish we were all better than that. Yeah, I wish we were. We're not. I'm trying to be. <laughs> we're, 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 we're not transcending humanity anytime soon. <laughs> Yeah, but going on to a higher plane of existence. Can't we try, friends? All right, this is the transcendence try episode. Uh, okay, let's. <laughs> Do you feel any better? No. No. All right. Well, I feel a little chilly. Let's be pieces of shit then. <laughs> I love doing that. That's my favorite thing. Yeah, <laughs> being a, being piece, a of piece of shit. Right. Just, uh, it's better than it's better than being human sometimes. Like like Jack Torrance. Yeah. <laughs> Give me the bat. Give me the bat. Give me the bat. Give me the bat. Wendy. Wendy. Darling. <laughs> D- light, light of my of life. Of my life. <laughs> like <just> such. <laughs> I. Such that a is one. Prick. Like that is a, one of the most sarcastic lines <laughs> yeah. of all time. Yeah. And I never, I never appreciated the uh, sarcasm that Jack Nicholson is spewing in that movie until you pointed that out to me. Yeah. So thank you for yeah, that. Yeah. The um. It comes to a point where you're like, where you're like, okay, I've seen this movie maybe thirty times, and then you watch the you watch the behind the scenes documentary about it, and then you can watch it again in a whole new way. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> I want to watch that documentary. Oh, it's fantastic. Have you never seen it? No. Oh, it's yeah, uh, it's what wonderful. What is it? What documentary? The making of the Shining. Making of the Shining. Did you ever watch Room Two Thirty Seven? Of course. Yeah. It's terrible. It's so weird. There's a lot of conspiracy theories behind yeah. the. They're the all wrong. Well, know. how do you know? I you don't fe- actually know. That's the beauty of conspiracy The thing is, theories. I feel like that's like, I, you say it's a terrible movie. I think that the content is terrible, but I actually kind of like the movie because I feel like what it's trying to do is just like point out the absurdity of conspiracy theories in general using one film that for some reason has tons of them as oh, an example. I didn't even read it that way. I should watch that again and yeah, read it. Yeah, that's, that's how, because it, like it, that. it never, to me, the filmmaker, and I can't even remember who the filmmaker is, but I feel like I know I should know who it is, uh, never was trying to agree or disagree with any of them. He was just putting it out there. He, like, yeah, he ne- like they're never commented on, yeah. is the thing. Like, it's, it's like, this is what this person thinks. Well, This is what this person thinks. They're never even given identities. Yeah. They're just talking voices. You don't even see them. Alan Moore has a quote in regards to conspiracy theories. Uh, that I'm going to paraphrase. I have no. I don't know exactly how he says it, but uh, the the gist of it is uh, he thinks that people who believe in conspiracy theories believe in them because they like the idea that there's someone controlling everything, mm-hmm. and yep. they can't deal with the reality that everything is chaos and. Uh, their lives didn't end up the way they wanted them There's to. There's no mastermind behind yeah. everything. Like, people are not as smart as you're giving them credit for. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, we're all a bunch of wouldn't idiots. It be, it's also, wouldn't it's it also be that great South Park episode, were. right? Where, uh, oh, the, yeah, where they go to Bush or whatever, and they have like, a, such uh, a clue. <laughs> yeah, that's the one with the Hardly yeah. Boys. Oh, it's just a yeah. It was just it's a like, oh man, off. there's uh, and and they're like, no, we per- we let people talk about this stuff because we want them. We want people to think that we're this powerful. Yeah, and yeah. can control everything. The truth is, we are not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like even just look at Watergate as an example, right? Like yeah. that was a like, that was just a burglary. That was just a burglary, yeah. and they couldn't cover any of that shit up. That's what it, happens when you try. And he got. Fucking impeached. Yeah, like, no, he did. He, he did. No, he, he resigned. He resigned, he resigned because he was, he was going yeah, to be before he was impeached. Yeah, um, uh, that's a no, really I think, good. I think point. technically he was impeached. No, but then he resigned no. so they couldn't convict. Isn't that? He, no, he was never. Is impeached. impeachment different he was, than? He was never impeached. 
Because um, Clinton was impeached. Yes. But he was acquitted in the Senate. Yeah. He was impeached by Congress, but yeah. uh, acquitted in the Senate. He needed to go, go through both. Okay. Yeah, I feel it's like very every... difficult to get rid of a president, which is <laughs> well, why this one's not going anywhere. <laughs> ah. Well, yeah. I mean, every president, people are, in my, in my experience, every, every single president has had people uh, uh, crying for their impeachment. Oh, and for good know. reason. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Well, Often, I mean, like, if you times, there's very rarely a perfect president. Yeah, if you break it down, like, most presidents have probably done something that would be like, oh, impeach this guy. He's a war criminal. That's right. Yeah. He's yeah. running a country. You try and not be a war criminal. Yeah, yeah. You, you, uh, you spend a day and try not to uh, order any bombs on another country. <laughs> when that's when everyone's you. telling you to do that. Yeah. You, you try not doing it. Your that. advisors are saying, no, no, you should, no. You, you should really drop a bomb on this country. You absolutely must <laughs> drop that to. bomb. But I, I, should I, though? But there's people there's, there's there. There's people there. Like, even if you're like, but they'll be gone. Yeah, but they're, <laughs> they're poor people, though. <laughs> They're, they're not. They're they not don't Americans. even speak English. Like but they'll be gone. That's the <laughs> worst reason. They're gonna die of starvation anyway. You're doing just them, do it, Mr. President. You're doing them a favor. You're. You know what, Mr. President? You're being a big old pussy right now. <laughs> just drop it. Do just it. drop the bomb. You. Would you not cave under that under that cr- pressure? You know that's probably happening to Donald Trump on a day to day basis. I do not envy the man. Well, I really so don't. Easy to manipulate. Why wouldn't they? It's true. He's like Mr. Garrison. He really is like Mr. Garrison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, <laughs> so the Simpsons. Which also brings us back to this. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, ironically, Bob isn't the one who's being manipulated. No. Explain. In this, uh, well, like, because because they Until say the very end. Because at the very at the beginning, at the beginning of uh, of the mayoral campaign, when we see the uh, the meeting of the of the Republican, Republican elites, um, which is amazing. <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah, uh, they say consists of Hibbert and Rainier Wolfcastle. Uh, yeah, and uh, the, the Texan, right? Uh, Birch sense. Barlow, uh, a vampire. Mr. Burns. <laughs> Mr. Burns. A vampire, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just can't, a vampire. Can't forget the vampire. Smithers <laughs> and a water cooler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that their instinct in seeing that a water cooler is going to be the next mayor is to applaud. Like, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. That oh, sounds very good. Good idea, much, much better than the current mayor. So. Well oh. done. Well done. Well done. Wow. He uh, doesn't even have a face. I like yeah, it. Like great. Him. What do you say? great. He's completely inoffensive. <laughs> no, because... <the>, um, <laughs> Because they say that we need someone with name recognition and media savvy who will also do whatever we tell them to. Right. Right. And Bob does not do that. Correct. Right? Yeah. He yeah. runs his own thing, and he and he he's the mastermind. He's the mastermind behind it. He manipulated right? them. Really. Like, yeah, he's he manipulated them to put him into that role. Mm-hmm. And but as they say, pride cometh before the fall. Indeed, ah, and no happens. one is prouder than Sideshow Bob. No. So he does eventually, like they, the kids play on his pride, and that uh, in a very a few good men esque climax, just very a little much. bit. Yeah, just, just <laughs> I mean, obviously they pointed out with the you can't handle the truth, yeah. but I never really realized how much. Oh, because I hadn't seen that movie for for yeah. a long time when yeah. I saw this episode. Speaking of Jack Nicholson, and uh, Jack, yeah. and so when I finally saw it, I I it's actually one of my one of my top movie moments is that whole. It's fantastic. It's great. Yeah. It is a great scene. It really Written is. By Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. yeah. Really. That's right. Oh. Yeah. yeah. The first, I believe, the first film he wrote. So the first screenplay he wrote based on a. Like you said, a play that he wrote. Yeah, so, oh, I didn't know that. It's Which is why it's really good writing. It's very good writing, <laughs> and um, nobody talks that way. 
Exactly. Well, that's how you know it's Sorkin. <laughs> <laughs> because the writing is very good, yeah. and it's too good. Because Perfect. no yeah. one speaks like that. But, Perfection. you know, spoilers. Uh, Tom Cruise plays on Jack Nicholson's pride to get him to admit that he did the thing that people are being convicted for. You're goddamn right I You're did. Goddamn right I did. Son, we live in a world that has <laughs> walls. And it's great. Like the, oh, like it's so good. The best part is after the you can't handle the truth mm-hmm. part. Yep. Right? Like, and how he's like, you want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. Like, it's exactly. To do the things that you want me to do, but not know that I'm doing. Yeah. Like, it's exactly it's what Bob what's is Bob saying. Bob's saying, yeah. And I think there's tr- some truth to that. Oh, you it's, know? Yeah, no, I mean. Like, he, Jack Nicholson's character says it in such a way that you're like, fuck y- you. Y- yeah. No, you're like, yeah, this is, he's <laughs> right. He's actually right. Um, this is this is the things that we expect a lot of these people to do, and when we find out that they're doing it, we're appalled by we it. We throw them throw them to the wolves, but it's like, no, they've been we've been expecting them to do this. We to- like we anointed them to do these yeah. dirty jobs, yeah. and you know? because and because like Jack Nicholson's character in Few Good Men is basically the royal. Like uh, is basically royalty on the base that he lives that mm-hmm. he lives at. He feels he can operate with impunity, much like how Sideshow Bob winning the election. Um, basically, he feels like he has been anointed as royalty because the Republicans and the Simpsons feel like they need to rule people like a king. That's right. Right. Um, he feels like he can operate with absolute impunity, which is why he's like, look at all of this. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have a city to run. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't think that this is going to be a big... He's like, yeah, I did all this stuff. Yeah. Now, goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, arrest him. And he's like, oh, right. All oh, that stuff I all did. All that stuff I did. That was great. Which is also, again... Very reminiscent of Jack Nicholson. It's, it's exactly yeah, what happens. Where, where he's movie, like, yeah. he's like, all right, now I'm going to go back and continue leading this army or whatever. And they're like, they go to arrest him. He's like, what are you doing? Get your hand. Even like as they're arresting yeah. him, he's like, what is this? No, what? what? You can't do this. You need me. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Great movie. Yeah, I I'm inspired to to watch it again. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot better than I think. Like than than the parodies give it credit for. Oh yeah. Right, because it's so easily it's just parodied. That, that but line that. Yeah. 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 It's, oh God. But it's, it's actually like the, like it's really like the weird like uh, sadness with any movie that has a line that's iconic that becomes very famous because then you watch the movie with that line and you're like, oh, it's kind of cringy because it's been parodied so much. And it it makes me kind of sad that that happens with some some of the lines I really like. Some of them I don't care. Like, life is like a box of chocolates. I'm like, yeah, that was dumb anyway. Um <laughs> You know, I'm going to watch I'm going to watch Forrest so. Gump again. Uh, it's not good. And I'm going to I'm going to give it a second chance. Okay. Yeah, well, you, you guys hate on that movie a lot. I do. I have hated on that movie a lot, but I've only seen it once. And so uh. I'm going to give it another chance because I remember I remember when I started hating on it. I it's it was when I entered my very cynical phase, <laughs> and I'm really trying to get away from that because yeah. it doesn't help anyone. Being a cynic doesn't really help, you know. right? Like, Sideshow Bob will tell you. Yeah, <laughs> like we all know life is life is shit, but it's what you do with that shit that matters, or that chocolate, right? Or that chocolate shit. Exactly. You can you can turn it into that. Like life is life is something, but you can make it good. Yeah. I mean, my problem with that line is, you know, the box of chocolates comes with a legend. Yeah. You know what you're gonna that's get true. for yeah, it. That's true. That's true. Like, it's but, really easy to figure yeah. out. But he's a big dumb idiot. Though. <laughs> <laughs> People are like, well, no, he's just simple. No, no, he's really dumb. Like, he's really, really stupid. 60 iterations off the central finite curve. 
There's a Rick that works more with wood no. than polarity. <laughs> His name is Simple Rick, but he's right. no dummy. But that's... I, I feel like that's what we're trying to get at here. I feel like that's the, the thesis of this, this conversation right now, is that we should not be so pissed off about so many things and just enjoy the simple things in life. Am I wrong? Which is why I'm going to watch Forrest Gump again. Okay. Which is why I'm going to Disney World next week. And exactly. So we should all... You are going to Disney World next week. I sure am. Yeah. Uh, so that's what we should all do. We should all just be... Go to Disney World? Forrest Gump. Is what we're trying go to, to your saying. Disney World. Go to Whatever your Disney World. Yeah, to go like to Disney your World Disney is World. my like favorite place to be. Yeah. Go to your. I've happy been there place. once in my life, yeah. and I know it's my favorite place. <laughs> I've been it's to Disneyland twice, but Disney, Disney World World's once. better, huh? Yeah, I don't. Um, it's got got four different parks. Uh, Disney Quest, which is like a VR place. It's got a boardwalk. It's just it's what? amazing. Two water parks. It's it's a it's a dream. Uh, okay, um, well. I'm already regretting that we didn't plan a longer trip because the. The itinerary I planned is all full. You're getting that twinkle in your eye right <laughs> oh, now. Oh, it's going to be so good. I'm so excited. We what? just bought our tickets today. Um, so pretty much everything's paid for except for spending and food while I'm there. So I'm going to get paid tomorrow and take money out in U.S. cash. And it's going to be great. I'm. Uh, you're actually getting me excited <laughs> just seeing how excited you are about this trip. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. It's just, I don't know. Like, uh, you know, uh, I've talked to people who are not as big fans of Disney World, and I'm like, that's fine. Like, th- But there's something out there that does make you as excited as I do for Disney World, you know? There has to be. Yeah. And, you know, whether it's a puppy, whether it's uh, just a nice meal, whether it's a, a, a movie that you love, or find find what brings you joy and just and just do that because that's the most important thing. I appreciate that. Enjoy joy. <laughs> Guys, this I is a really, really good episode. This yeah. Is like, <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, I needed it. I really needed to hear that. Yeah. I really did. That, that, uh, was, that was really nice. I liked that a lot. I yeah. did too. Uh, and to be frank, that was from a very unlikely source. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, from me? Yeah. I don't usually hear you talk like that, and it's really nice to hear it. Oh, well, it's just because we mostly only talk through this podcast, and so therefore I'm mostly talking about Simpsons. And That's true. Uh, That's things true. I like or dislike about I enjoyed, the show. I enjoyed hanging out with you uh, to watch those uh, stupid horror movies. We should yeah, do that more. <laughs> I agree. I, oh, man. That's one of my favorite things is watching bad movies <laughs> with friends uh, because it's, I mean, I like watching bad movies in general. But it's so much better with friends because then it's yeah, just that camaraderie and the. It's a lot more fun. Yeah, so I, I'm hoping to have another bad movie marathon soon that will maybe feature Birdemic too. I don't know. Uh, maybe not. I'd love to be a part of this. <laughs> I really would. Uh, yeah. The one I really want to watch is called The Miami Connection. Oh have yes, you heard of that? please. Yes, I'd, please. It, they've just done it on How Did This yeah. Get Made, and I've read the synopses, and I'm like, what? <laughs> It sounds amazing. What I feel it? like I need to tell you. So I, I would love to. Find what the, what uh, is this? <laughs> Jackson is all ears. Oh, yeah. He's, he's like, well, that's my favorite movie. Well, that's my favorite movie. <laughs> nice. <laughs> very nice. Thank you. <laughs> um, so here's the very basic premise from IMDb. A martial arts rock band goes up <laughs> against a band of motorcycle ninjas who have tightened their grip on Florida's narcotics trade. Wow. It's called the Miami Miami Connection, connection. and it takes place in Orlando. Orlando. (laughs) There's a connection to Miami. Gripping stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm already a motorcycle ninja gang. Like, holy shit. 
So that's definitely going on in the next Bad Movie Marathon. You're both invited. I'm very excited. I, I'm very it's excited for this, great. too. Um, so <laughs> let's let's move on to uh, the reference desk here. Yeah, okay. let's. To uh, get back to the episode a little bit. Well, the whole the 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 title is a reference to uh, the movie Bob Roberts starring Tim Robbins, which is a, based on an SNL sketch. Um, oh, really? I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, and it's like one of the best reviewed movies based on like an SNL premise that's ever been made because they did sense. it like as a mockumentary yeah. format. Um, and it was like, what if this hapless idiot becomes president? Right. Right. And it's it's very funny and it's it's very like it, it's. Just like what we found out last year, am I right? <laughs> let's uh, let's leave the political satire to the You're people right. who are good at it. I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> Why don't we? I do wrote that? that joke in advance too. No, I, I know. Did. I saw it. On, <laughs> I can see it on your phone. I asked you not to do it ahead of time. Welcome to the show. And you did it anyway. So there we are. <laughs> um. And of course, the uh, the you can't handle the truth. But there's a lot of um, there's a lot of elements from all the president's men yeah. in this episode, like and, and a like, lot. Yeah, and the Watergate scandal in yeah. general with Deep yeah. Throat and yeah, but um, obviously taken from the film uh, the film filmic filmic is that a word filmic? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> For some reason, it sounded weird. <laughs> Filmski. <laughs> Filmski. Film the, the film the filmic version of that story, which is all the president's men. Yeah. yeah. The film ish. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And she, uh, she even uh, Lisa even even mentions it by name. Like this is just like Wood, Woodward and Bernstein, Bernstein, right? And it's exactly like that. Only one of them, I think it was Robert Redford's character Woodward, who met with Deep Throat in the uh, in the parking garage. I can't tell you who I am. <laughs> he might as well give me a ride. Well, he might as well give me a ride home now. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, Mister Smithers, and. Uh, the uh, the when 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 Lisa's in the library, um, looking at all the people of the names of the people who they voted for, I thought this was a secret ballot. Eh. Actually, so that's the very first uh, utterance on the TV show The Simpsons of the word "meh," which uh, the uh, origins of is up for debate, but a lot of people feel The Simpsons popularized it. That's funny. The that word you "meh." That. The word "meh." That's nice. Well, M E H. Meh. When when that line was uttered, I was thinking, "Wow, like that meh has been around for a long time." Yeah. And that was the first time they ever did it huh? on The Simpsons. Yeah. And okay. and it's become a pretty regular appearance on The Simpsons. They and actually uh, like that M E H meh. That's from The Simpsons that they so in the a later Simps- episode. And the yoink. Simpsons. Yoink is, yoink popular, is from popularized the from The Simpsons yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. There's some. There is actually there's uh, huh. uh, probably a bunch of websites, but there's one I'm thinking in particular. I can't remember what it's called, but you can go and see all the kind of stuff coined by The Simpsons. And there's a lot of stuff where you're like, oh, I thought that was just a regular thing that everyone knew about. It's like, no, The Simpsons invented that. Um, some of them are just popularized, like Matt and Yoink, but some of them are uh, created because of The Simpsons. Like the writers mm. were like, put this in there, and now it's like a normal thing people know about. So and. Huh. One of my favorite ones. One of my favorite ones is Yoink because, like, all I remember is the Bart gets famous one, and he's yeah. and he steals Yoink, Yoink, yeah, he steals, steals the Danish, he steals uh, Kent Brockman's Danish, Yoink, and Brockman's like Yoink, what? <laughs> yeah, like what? What does that mean? Yeah, <laughs> Yoink, yeah, it's great. Um, uh, so, Sideshow Bob's campaign advert was based on the famous Willie Horton and revolving door political advertisements used by George H. W. Bush. 
during the 1988 United States presidential election. Now, if it sounded like I was reading that off of Wikipedia, it's because I was, because I don't know anything about this thing. Oh, well, <laughs> so, the Willie so Horton comment on it. was... Um, the, I think his I think revolving his, door is in like criminals are just going in and coming out. Uh, like his um, his Willie Horton was like this. Oh God, this guy. He was American released, convicted felon. Yeah, he was released on weekend leave. He was like a friend of of Bush's uh, uh, opponent. And like when he was released on on a leave, he 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 did like a crime oh, while yeah. he was out. Assault, armed robbery, and rape. Yeah, there you go. And um, so, like, Bush drew a corollary between Willie Horton and his opponent, who was um, Dukakis? Uh, maybe. Hold on. Uh, either way, <laughs> Bush drew a, a correlation between his opponent and this... Dan and Quayle. Dan Quayle and, and Willie Horton and was like, see, Dan Quayle likes rapists. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, story checks out. Story checks out. Yep. There you go. Huh. Well, okay. Yeah. I, I can't vote for him then. No, yeah, you can't vote for him <laughs> because then not. you then you got then you vote for a guy who approves of rapists. That's right. Well then I, I can't be associated with that. Well, apparently now you can. Uh <laughs> what? Because right. there's there's no other choice now huh. for the Birch Barlow's question to Mayor Quimby with the you know the too much yeah, blood on the knob. Too much blood on the knob. Uh that's also based on a uh question to uh, Dukakis during the 88 presidential debates. So Was Dukakis the running mate? Uh, man, I, I don't know this shit. That's why we need Ife here. Yeah, uh, his <laughs> encyclopedic <laughs> knowledge. But why? Oh, no, sorry. Dukakis was the uh, uh, Democratic uh, nominee. I knew it. Sorry, Quayle was the running mate of Bush. Yeah, Dukakis okay. was the... Yes, I That's what I get it. for skimming Wikipedia. I nailed it. Did you see up. that, guys? No, you did great. I was awesome there. Yeah, no, that, was that was awesome. really good. You should be proud. That's of why that. I shouldn't yes. be looking us up on Wikipedia and live. You should just know this stuff. I did apparently. I, no, I know. <laughs> <laughs> just need more. Uh, get confident, stupid. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's a similar question that was asked uh, to Michael Dukakis during the same debates, um, and then the uh, Quimby's appearance during the debate parodies Richard Nixon's appearance. During his first televised debate with John, with John F. Flop Kennedy, when he's, yeah, he looks yeah. like super, just like terrible. And, and everyone, Kennedy's just like, hello. Yeah, and everyone who saw it on television Shiny. said Kennedy won, and people who listened to it on the radio thought Nixon won. Because mm-hmm. yeah, his appearance was. Uh, that's the despicable. only thing. That's that's one of the only things that that kind of dates this episode is the use of radio. True. Right. Um, people don't typically get their political information from radio at all they would be watching the television right yeah. they would be watching 24-hour news right yeah and uh, th- but they wouldn't be either they because because that's one of the that's one of the major problems because everyone everyone has a voice in and in this one in this one like this birch barlow has a voice because he's got on a radio show right he's birch got a, he, yeah he's got a he's got a radio show on like the only radio station in town kbbl yep right and for mindless chatter and <laughs> I can't remember what the tune is, but it's not information. <laughs> For mindless chatter, here's your station. Um, it's not yeah, so we mentioned a few good men. We've mentioned all the presidents, men. Uh, every episode of Perry Mason is kind of the uh, reference of Bob revealing everything at the end. Apparently, that's something that happened in every episode of Perry Mason. I've never Matt watched Lock. it. Matlock. Uh, Matlock's mentioned. Yeah. Uh, Citizen Kane 
the big oh, yeah. Bob yeah. poster behind him when he's laughing. Yeah, the big look how happy he is. Yeah, that's during <laughs> that, like that's a that's very Kane. They do that every time. Oh yeah, they every time they can they make a that. reference to that. They like, love Kane. Yeah, they love sitting Kane. And look how happy he is. <laughs> And uh, Bob Roberts, as you mentioned, uh, also when he's like draped in an American flag, that's yep. that's from that movie. Yeah, that's from the that's from the po- like that's from the DVD cover of that movie. There you go. Um, Rush Limbaugh, uh, lots of other political stuff. Oliver North, Stacey Kuhn, Joe Camel, um, Ted Kennedy. Yep. Uh, oh, uh, I I do like that it plays Saint Elmo's Fire by John Parr. That's when right. When Lisa's driving. Yeah. She's, he's like when I'm when I'm driving, I get to I get to listen to what I want. <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> uh, no, I can't take it anymore. Let's switch back. Which I, I, I feel like it's Man in Motion is. Oh, that's the yeah. parentheses. Yeah. Uh, so St. Elmo's Fire parentheses, Man in Motion is the whole title of that song. I could be your man in motion. All I need is a set of wheels. Great song. Uh, <laughs> St. Elmo's Fire is, is, is an 80s movie. Yeah. Yes. But what is it really? Is, is it is it something referring to like lightning over over an open body body of water or something or what, what is it? Do you, I have you know no idea. I have no idea. Never <laughs> seen it. <laughs> yeah, well, we're not we're not ocean people. Yeah. All I know <laughs> is that it's got that song in it. And so it's got that song and, and a Rob lot of the Lowe, Brad Pack, isn't it? Yeah. Emilio Estevez, Rob Lowe. It's okay. that. It's that. That crew. It's like I'll, Breakfast Club Part Two. I'll put it yeah. on the list. There you go. On the, the old list. You're never going to watch it. No. <laughs> Apparently, uh, David Merkin found that Lisa listening to that song is very sad. I don't know why. Oh. <laughs> like, that's what her, her choice of music is, I guess. It's like, oh, that's sad. That That's what she likes. Oh, I thought she'd want, like, <laughs> Beethoven or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, it's the radio. <laughs> we have a very uh, obvious reference to Archie Comics. Oh, yeah. With, uh, Stay out of Riverdale. Riverdale. <laughs> It's one of the one of the early examples that I can think of of like just completely breaking the sense of realism in yeah. in the Simpsons world because they all have like different um, and he's animation style and, and he's yeah. reading a comic of them later so it's on. It's just like they exist, but also there's comics of yeah. them. I don't know, but it's just like it's just for fun. I wonder what Homer did to offend them so much. Oh, what didn't he do? And they still gave him a ride home though. That's right <laughs> in the jalopy. <laughs> I think they were just making sure that they run uh, ran him out of town. Oh, I see. Yeah. They needed to make sure, but at the same time, like they're they're from Riverdale and they're wholesome, so they're going to be like, yeah, we'll run you out of town, but we'll drop you off at home, not on yeah, the I side mean, of the road. They don't have much to do. Yeah, yeah. read the comics. Like they're they're just at the soda shop all the time. Yeah, uh, it's probably boring there. Yeah, I mean, I read those I read those comics a lot as a kid. I always thought it was Jalopy. Jalopy. <laughs> I mean, I just read it. I didn't. No, no yeah, one told me makes, how to pronounce that's, it. That's very true. Like I it's always like, oh, thought Archie's it was Jalopy. I always pr- thought it was pronounced subtol. There you go. Sub- yeah, I thought it was tub- subtle for a long time. Yeah. Too. <laughs> yeah. Now, see, the T is very subtle. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, the deceased voters, Buddy Holly, Richard v- Richie Valens, and the Big Bopper, who the all, of the course, music died. died in a plane crash. The day that music died. was the day that music died. Um, That's right. It's what American Pie is about. And the epitaph on Big, ba- Big Bopper's gravestone is goodbye, baby. <laughs> uh, Reference to dark. his famous opening line of the song Chantilly Lace. Hello, baby. And, uh, it's a true, true romance. Baby. The Simpsons home being demolished to make way for the Matlock Expressway, a very slight reference to the opening of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, totally is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think there's one more that I found. Not the movie. That came out a long no, time ago. No, the novel. The movie um, did come out a long time ago. Like over a decade ago. Yeah. Holy. It's a fun movie, though. 
I barely remember it. Martin Freeman's yeah. in it, though. Martin right? Freeman's great. Okay, yeah. 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 And um, Alan Rickman as the robot. The Marvin, robot. Marvin oh, the Martian. Right. Yeah, basically. Oh, yeah, Alan Rickman. No, that's what, that's what his name now. is. Really, actually? Yeah. Oh, cool. Marvin the Depressed Martian or something like that? I can't remember. Melancholy oh. Martian? Something, yeah. something around those. Uh, actually, I think that's it. That's all. That's all. Oh, Alcatraz. The prison kind of looks like Oh, Alcatraz. yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> a, an island prison. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he, he gets... That's one of my favorite things. He, like, things, things <laughs> probably could not have worked out better for Bob in this episode, considering what prison he was in when he started at and what and prison he's in. And then he goes to the minimum in. security yeah, one. Yeah, because he gets, he gets, he gets uh, convicted of a white-collar crime. That's right. This time. Right, not not attempted murder. Yeah, and he goes <laughs> fraud, and he, and he goes to prison for nonviolent offenders. Yep, right, which is oh, he's rowing with. Yeah, they get to just row and with Yaley's against Princeton. Yeah, there's no fence. Yeah, it's incredibly nice. Yeah, resort. Basically. He gets sent to the Wolf of Wall Street prison. Yeah, <laughs> guys, we should become white collar criminals. I mean, yeah, <laughs> two steps ahead of you. <laughs> <laughs> you always are, Alan. That's what I like about you. <laughs> Uh, favorite jokes? Uh, can I go first? Sure. It's the laugh. I knew it. It's the laugh this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and look, look how, how happy he is. And his like the way he like claws yeah. his hands. <laughs> 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 and how he chokes on his own laugh. Just <laughs> <laughs> like that just... is the true laugh of a cynic. If anyone cackles <laughs> like that, you know that they're dead inside. <laughs> And I, they don't show what happens after the laugh, but I imagine rup, rapturous applause. Yeah. <laughs> rapturous <laughs> applause. And look how so happy. So this is how is. democracy dies. That's right. To oh. thunderous applause. Oh, great quote. Nice. <laughs> Quoting Revenge of the Sith. You know, I... Ah, surprised quoting, to be sure, but a, but a good one. <laughs> the, the, the people are quoting the new start with... The the prequel trilogy a lot these days on the internet. There's a there's a subreddit on Reddit called Prequel Memes. That is my favorite thing now. My favorite thing to come out of the prequels is prequel memes, where people just I, just like talk about the the prequels as if they like think good. it's really great. Yeah, but everyone clearly like these are <laughs> there's the underlining of like these are awful. Let's pretend they're really great, uh, and people will just like <laughs> like in other it's it's bleeding into other reddits too where like someone will say like oh that was a surprise and someone will reply like oh but a good one and then suddenly it's just like poof, just like all these like prequel memes and it's, <laughs> it's so good i am the senate i am destiny. he's the only great i love him he's in so good. those movies yeah like he, well he's great when i first saw revenge of the sith and this is no lie i was like i want him to win an oscar <laughs> He's so good. He's, he's really great. good in that movie. He's like, so good in that movie. He makes you, for me, he was like, I, I'm almost convinced that I want to be on his side. I want. I rooted for like, him. He was the like, only character this, I liked. This guy knows what's going on. He's the yeah. only one who has a motive yeah. and goes for it. He has it put, to, he has it put together. <laughs> yeah, you know? he does. He really does. He really makes the Jedi look like fucking idiots. Yeah. Fucking idiots. <laughs> like they are. Like, he's earned every single thing that he's got. Yeah. He deserves his empire. He yeah, he does. He empire. He really did. Like <laughs> I fear, there's some some secret Sith Lord in our midst, uh, and it might be it might be the Chancellor. Anyway, Anakin, go hang out with him. Yeah, yeah go, go hang along. out with him. You're very vulnerable to the dark side. Yeah. We all know this because of your you know tragic upbringing. But yeah. go hang out with this guy. He's, the fact that we're he's all very black manipulative. Now, at, but at whatever, best. You just go hang out with that guy. That go scar there. on your face is really weird, by the way, Anakin. How'd you get that? <laughs> they no, never we live in the future that. or the past. I don't know. In Star Wars. 
Uh, Grayson, your favorite joke? Uh, it's another Sideshow Bob quote. Yeah. Uh, when he says, hello, children, and a really nice, <laughs> hello, children, hello, Bob. And Bart's eep, eep. Because <laughs> you got to remember, this is the first time they've met up with each other since... Since he, Cape Fear. Yeah, since he tried, since they he sang him the HMS Pinafore <laughs> on the houseboat. Like, Hello, there's, like there's a lot of things... Going on there, a lot would, of hatred there. Yeah, I would, I would be fucking terrified of Sideshow Bob at this oh, point. Yeah. He oh, tried I to kill see. me with a saber, if I'm Bart. <laughs> right? A saber, too. yeah, yeah. Or sorry, not a saber, a cutlass. Oh, a naval cutlass. You, how no. could you make that the final cut? They're both I, curved blades. One's used on the ocean. So uh, I have two I want to mention. One that's definitely my favorite, but just one I want to mention real quick because you reminded me of it with Bart uh, is when he's listening to. Bart, or sorry, Bob on the radio mm-hmm. in class, and then he just shouts, no! And <laughs> the teacher's like, well, uh, I guess despite some, despite Bart's annoyance, people in, was it South, South Africa? Africa. Can, it's like apartheid, I think. Yeah, it's, it's a reference it's to apartheid. There, yeah. Yeah. It's like, hey, people in South Africa can now vote democratically. <laughs> so that idea that she says that, and Bart goes, no! <laughs> And everyone assumes he's just against <laughs> dismantling apartheid. Bart, but anyway, Bart make they make Bart look really bad this entire <laughs> yeah. episode, don't they? But my favorite joke, which I just realized watching it this time, well, uh, this is my favorite thing because when, when it's like when a favorite joke is just realized, <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's uh, the fireworks. The yeah, <laughs> it's such a weird like tangent joke that yeah. goes on for so long it that does. it's just so good. It's like it's like oh well, I have a I have a uh, project on um, uh, fireworks and Marge just immediately like I wish he wouldn't lie like that and puts water on them just to like stop them from being ignited. Well, and that's a, well, that's actually a responsible thing to do. Yeah. Like what? Because like, this, the, this way they can't. Be, she throws them in the trash, right? right? So like can't and, accidentally like, get lit. Sh- and that way, if anyone's rooting through a trash or anything, they won't blow them up. Yeah. Right. But yeah, it cuts to him at the school and. <laughs> And it clearly was actually a project he was doing. We, de- we depended <laughs> on Bart for this. Of all people. And it has like such a like rapid fire, like, oh, you get an F for the project. Yeah. The Japanese people the hate Chinese. you. Ch- sorry, Chinese yeah. people hate you. It's like, oh, bad student. No. Yeah, bad, bad principal. principal. And then so now the principal hates you. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like one last chance. Everyone's mad at him. We're all counting on Bart. One last chance for Bart to redeem himself. <laughs> And his mom didn't believe him. <laughs> Which I mean, like, let's, you know, Skinner, Krabappel, whoever assigned this to Bart, like, yeah, it's the wrong student to sign this project to. Oh, totally, to. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a great joke. Yeah, it is. Hello, Bart. Hello, Bart. Um, Real quick, uh, because I mentioned at the top, there's a lot of guest appearances this episode. That's right, the guest house. I just want to talk about them a bit. We talked about Kelsey Grammer, of course. Yeah. Uh, Larry King King appears as himself. That's right. Oh, that's, that's right. actually Larry King. That's actually Larry sure King. Was. And oh, okay. Dr. Demento. That's actually Dr. Demento. You I don't know, even know who that is. Dr. Demento? Yeah. Oh, he's a radio personality. So he's the one that uh, is also his arch nemesis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. So um, That was a joke I never got. I didn't get that joke either. Yeah, he was just like a radio guy that uh, Weird Al uh, really drew inspiration from. Oh. Uh, so, you know. Well, thank you, Dr. I'm, Demento. I'm not the... I'm not the uh, um, the best Dr. Demento uh, connoisseur, but oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I'll what I know about him is basically uh, he he was the one who kind of helped Weird Al become famous. So oh, back when radio actually had pull. Yeah, what well, series um, radio has pull? I suppose. And uh, oh, he's still alive. 
76. Whoa. Still Good kicking. Him. Good for him. Uh, wow. We, of course, have the inimitable... Phil Hartman. Yep, with one line. Lionel, <laughs> it's, it's so good. It's the greatest. Uh, that's my that's did my you, honorable <laughs> mention for today. Did you was it? Did you rig the election? Did you ring the Springfield mayoral election? No. Kids, Kids help. help. Kids help. That's <laughs> <laughs> all he had. Yeah. That's <laughs> all the prep work he did. I'll just that's, ask him, and it. he's under oath, so he'll tell me the truth. Oh, oh. dang it! Uh, Kids. Kids. No, help. I did not. <laughs> Kids help. <laughs> He's so pathetic. Yeah, oh boy. he is. And then the uh, last one I want to mention is uh, Henry Corden, who voices Fred Flintstone. On the that was, uh, that's actually Fred. Flintstone? That's actually Fred Flintstone. So yeah. he's not the original, uh, the originator of the voice. Yeah. Uh, the the original voice was uh, Alan Reed, and he died in 1977. So Henry Corden took over uh, the role since then. Right. Huh. Um. So uh, and then he died in 2005, actually. Oh, May, ni- May 19th, 2005. That was my birthday. Oh. oh. <laughs> that's really sad to oh, learn right now. It's <laughs> oh, a bummer. Uh, bummer. That's really cool that they got... The, yeah, it's the actually... Because I always assumed it was just... I a, thought it was Dan. Yeah, just Dan or one of them doing a, a sound alike, but they actually got real-life Fred Flintstone. Yeah, but that would do. I like talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> I love how much Bart loves kindergarten. Uh-huh. It's, I, he I excels. Yeah, he yeah. excels. He's Can so anyone great. tell me what this is? Triangle. <laughs> Just immediately. He's the star student. <laughs> and the scene was we were about to find out what the dish ran away with. <laughs> the spoon, Bart. Of course. <laughs> and she's so disappointed in him, and he's so happy to find out, find out the dish ran away with the spoon. Uh-huh. And that's the... Oh, so good. I love that part. It's yeah, great episode, guys. <laughs> great great episode. Um, what's our next episode? Oh, well, as I mentioned at yeah. the beginning, it is Treehouse of Horror 5. Ooh, so this yeah. includes uh, The Shinning, Time and Punishment, and Nightmare Cafeteria. I think A lot of people tout this one as the best Treehouse yeah, of Horror. Yeah, I think so. this one might be my favorite. Yeah. It's the one that's actually burned in my brain the most. Yeah. 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 The Shinning is a really good episode. Oh, it's so great. The Shinning, I mean, The Shinning is probably most, one of the most iconic in general, mm-hmm. but the other two are also like two of the best ones. They mm-hmm. are really and good. it's tough because like I... Generally, like as much as I know about The Simpsons, I generally forget which ones are tied with which, right? Mm-hmm. So I can't. This that's one why I always remember. Well, well, see, it's hard for me to ever be like, "What's what my favorite Treehouse of Horror episode?" Because I'm like, I don't know because I can't remember which one's tied with which. And so, like, one of my favorite segments might be with one that I don't like very much. But this one, every time I watch it, I never remember until I watch it. But I'm like, all three of these are great. <laughs> so they really are. <laughs> they really are. Um, well. I think uh, I think that's about all the time we have here yes. uh, today. Thanks a lot, Grayson, for coming back. Hey, thanks for having me. I guys. guess we'll see you in another year. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's right. Um, Marginal M is season five, by the way. I verified that. Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay. Good. So we did talk uh, yeah. se- season five. Also. That makes sense. Why it was only one episode. Yeah. Should have figured that out <laughs> from the format. Um, that's right. You can so, uh, email us at the Hammock District on third at gmail dot com. Numerical uh, three. Thank you. You can follow us on Twitter at Bad Neighbors Pod on Instagram at Bad Neighbors Pod and like us on Facebook and uh, you know check us out on Patreon. All yeah. that stuff and social uh, media. Be sure to check out our other podcasts that we've got out. Um, there's a new episode of Wing Wednesdays coming soon, and there's a new episode of Cocktails with uh, Ali and Camille, and I guest on it, and we talk about Lord <laughs> of the Rings. Oh, great! And uh, Ali and Camille have also start started their own new podcast. 
which I have nothing without to, you without me. <laughs> I have nothing to do with it. It is called the Cinevals. Uh, what? Yes. <laughs> How dare they? <laughs> uh, it is called the Cinevals, and it will be premiering on the Boathouse Studios Network very, very soon. Uh, it is a comprehensive and encyclopedic look at the career of cinema's Val Kilmer. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I'm i going to be a guest on that show. You will be on the Batman Forever episode. On the Batman Forever episode. Yeah, and right. I'm very excited about yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> so uh, it is a limited series in that... He's only done so many. He's films. only done so many films, but he's he was just in the Snowman. So that's oh boy, yeah. <laughs> he's in that movie. Yeah, huh. yeah. Uh, so I want to be on the Ghost in the Darkness episode. Oh, there you go. I'm sure. I'm sure they'd love to have you. Um, Look at these lions. <laughs> so check that out. Uh, coming probably in the next week or so. Great to uh, iTunes and SoundCloud. Awesome. Yeah. What went wrong will probably come back soon. That's true. We have another. We have we have I, another episode that we I gotta got. Do. Uh, the Dark Tower is out in video now. So That's I'm, right. So I'm gonna watch it. That's right. The Dark Tower is gonna is gonna be our next episode of uh, What Went Wrong. Now, have you already you've already seen that movie, right? Yeah. And it was no. It was it terrible. It went wrong. It was it was terrible. So we're gonna find out why. I wonder what went wrong. I I can't wait to listen. Stay tuned yeah. and find yeah. out. <laughs> I will uh, I will speak upon it. <laughs> I'm all ears. Fantastic. Uh, would you like to do our sign-off? Sure would. Thanks again to all of our listeners for tuning in. Thanks to Grayson for guesting. My name was Alan. And I was Greg. Thanks for Jackson for being patient while I talk. He was such a good dog. Good boy. And keep watching the skis.